This just in, we have a report of a duo of shirtless men creating havoc in local neighborhoods. They call themselves Fury in Few, and they live by the mantra, rock or die, be dangerous. Consisting of two members, both on a mission to take over the world with their music. Ryan, who many witnesses describe as tattooed, buff, and incredibly good-looking. And Brayden, the other one. Authorities say be on the lookout for these men as they are very dangerous and if you see them or have any information to contact local authorities. You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching the itch for something that might be becoming a tradition. We have a few traditions, <laughs> and to be honest, they start to weigh on you after a while, having to keep up with them. But uh, it's January, and if you remember last January, we spent a whole bunch of time talking to artists that were going to be performing on Shiprocked, and we've got ourselves an artist that's going to be at this year's edition as well. And so, here we go. More Shiprock for you come January. The unofficials. <laughs> <laughs> tag <laughs> the yeah. unofficial shiprock series yeah is it the shiprock <laughs> series or just the shiprock one-off episode tune in next week and see what happens after this yeah <laughs> but you know i love that we were able to talk to fury and few um for one reason is that it, it's really exciting to see stuff like this come to fruition so quickly like we had a situation like this back in july where uh, we met with a couple members of a band, gave them our card and was like, you know, hey, we'd love to talk to you. And it, you know, it happened very quickly. This was a, a, almost kind of the same situation uh, where we saw them in November and they were amazing. They impressed us a lot. I made sure to kind of flag him when I, I saw him and was like, hey, you know, we'd love to have you on the show. Gave him our card. And it, it, it was another thing that kind of happened real quickly and came to fruition. And, and I was I was super excited. We got to talk to them. Yeah, definitely excited. Uh, they were in the middle of the Metallica weekend opening for Bastardane and they just blew us away. So we were very impressed with those guys and wanted to talk about it. If you listen to the Metallica weekend episode 187, you will hear tons of that. There's a lot of talk about Metallica (laughs) fittingly, but I would say that of all the other bands that these guys saw that entire weekend, Fury and Few was the one that they came back talking the next most about. So that's uh, that's high praise. Definitely was. And getting to talk to them was was a lot of fun. Like one of my favorite things was hearing how they became a two paced band. Just yes. <laughs> fantastic story. Uh, and, and you know, and we kind of knew that when we saw them live, they, they were hilarious live. Uh, basically, calling Delmar Hall the Starbucks. Um, and and <laughs> yeah. so, it, and so it was really fun to get to talk to them about subjects like that. And it was, it, it was this interview that almost you know we're, we have decided that we have to push to our uh, get the next uh, Zoom Pro so that we can have longer interviews. So we could have talked <laughs> yeah. to these guys for hours. Yeah, we definitely could have. We do have to apologize to both Braden and Ryan a little bit because uh, there's a couple spots where the audio just didn't cooperate and uh, it kind of dropped out. So we have to kind of yeah. edit some stuff around, and uh, but it, it still the conversation will still make sense and uh, and be good. I'm glad Dan mentioned the Starbucks thing because yes, that's, that's actually that one of the cut. things. There's a <laughs> there's a couple parts in the first few minutes of the interview where 
one person will say something and then the next person will say something that doesn't sound like it directly follows. Like they just started talking about something different. That's where the audio dropped. And so the, that's your segue is that one of those things is all of a sudden we start making references to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> but it goes away after a few minutes. You'll enjoy it all. Don't worry about it. We'll just have to have them back. Maybe uh, for a, a Shiprock recap instead of a, <laughs> a Shiprock uh, episode. Yeah. But thrilled to talk with these guys. Uh, I believe this was their first uh, interview that they've, they've done. So we're definitely thrilled to be a part of that. They spoke about hoping to have a single out by the end of January. Around this time, yeah. We'll see. New music, actually. Yeah, it's exciting. I'm all for that. Yeah. Yes. And we'll be seeing that performed live on the boat, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, they got to figure out somehow to come up with an hour-long set. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. That's always the challenge for most of these new artists. I think they could pull it off. They they were doing some pretty cool covers when we saw them. Well, and I'm sure if he adds in some kind of skits or, or and their intro yeah. that, that they're working yeah. on that they that they talked about and alluded to as well. Just do some yeah. shtick. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> they're good. they're great at that. They they won't have an issue with that at all. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Braden and Ryan of Fury and Few. I just want to save the world. We are joined by Fury and Fuse, Braden and Ryan. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. Uh, we had the pleasure of seeing you back in November at Delmar Hall with Bastard Dane at St. Louis. And right off the bat, you guys made quite the impression with the intro that you had. You know, I had everybody laughing. Uh, so I had to know whose idea was the intro. And then also, was this something like was developed over time? Ryan, the second one, yeah, your thing. Yeah, so like we, not even just with our intros, but just as a band and as like our brand, we just like to have fun. And me and Brayden are always, you know, laughing and just stuff that makes us laugh. So we've had different intros over the years. That one in particular was just a dude that I found on Fiverr who makes like actual like legit like news episodes. And I approached <laughs> yeah, like him. Video. They're like really good. Yeah. Actually. Oh, yeah. There's video to the audio. It's like 4K the whole nine. But I was like, hey, man, can we just do like almost like a parody of one? And the guy was super cool about it and he did it. And that's kind of how that was born. Um yeah, I think I think the intros or something. I mean, clearly they work because you know it gets people's attention. Yeah. But you know, it's it's something that I kind of said perfectly. I mean, it's it's like we think it's hilarious to go out there to that. Then like we're just gonna do it. It's not necessarily we're trying to like look cool or try and be cool or something like that. It's literally just because oh, dude, wouldn't that be like really <laughs> stupid if we went up there to that? Um, that's kind of why we started doing them. <laughs> So I, I kind of wanted to ask, because I, I, I'll admit, like I said, I was the one sitting in Starbucks. That was the second night of a three-night concert binge that we were doing. So, yes, I was sitting down. I'm almost 40. It was weird. There was, like, fucking tables and shit. It was like, what the hell is this? Like, that's why. Yeah, right. So I have to ask you, does that does that bother you, like, when you're on stage and you see people sitting down, lounging and stuff, when you're rocking the hell out up there? Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, like, it bothers, like, 
you know, like the show must go on, whatever, at the end of the day. But like, <laughs> it don't bother anybody when you're like, you're like, you go up there, right? Like, I don't know, you feel like a house band or something like that, or like, you're like the wedding singer or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the only reason why. And believe it or not, like, that show actually wasn't even that bad. Like, the crowd was awesome. And even the people that were back there in the Starbucks <laughs> um, section, they were like, I could tell they're having a good time with it at least and being good sports about it. But there have been times where we played and it's been only tables mm -hmm. and we're on oh. stage shirtless. Yeah. We got the intro going. <laughs> we're going to crazy Ryan standing on the drums. And I mean, you would think we were playing like a fucking rainforest cafe or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like It's so awkward. Like they want nothing but for us to get off so they can just like go back to whatever they were doing at the table. So like, it's like a yes and no. You know, we had the Metallic weekend. We did we did Friday. We saw you guys Saturday. We saw Metallica on Sunday. But but the whole weekend, we we you guys made the biggest impression and and blew us away. So thank you. Yeah, for real. That's high praise. Thank you. Especially after you guys seeing one of the greatest bands ever. That's pretty cool. <laughs> one of the things that was so impressive is that you guys didn't even like wince or like bat an eye when James Hetfield walked out and from the behind the stage and like came out and watched you guys. So like, I'm just kind of curious, is that a common occurrence for you to play for rock legends like that? Yeah. James Hetfield comes to like all of our shows. Apparently. You know? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, Brian, how did you feel about it? I mean, it was definitely, we had met him like probably 20 minutes prior to that for all of 30 seconds. And, um, you know, as we're walking out to go on stage, it's when he was walking back into the venue. And I guess like, I don't, me and Brayden, I'll, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I don't really get too nervous. Like I more get nervous about like technical difficulties than necessarily <laughs> my playing or like, yeah. I mean, I could play in front of anyone. It just like, it's, it's just what I would love to do. So it's like, I don't, I don't really think of it in that aspect. It wasn't like, playing in front of this rock legend it was just like it was playing a show i'm playing with my best friend you know we're making music and it's like it it doesn't like as soon as i get out there you don't really think about any of that stuff so like walking up out to the stage it was definitely like wow okay this is pretty crazy but as soon as that intro started and those first notes hit it was like it was the last thing on my mind so it's like it's not that we're too cool for school and i'm like oh yeah i gotta be it's just like not even something i was thinking about i'm more thinking about like I'm here playing a freaking big room with my best friend. You know, we worked hard to get here. Whoever I'm in front of, cool. Yeah, I'd say I, I think I, I share the same kind of feeling. It's like because a few people asked us at that show. They were like, what was it like? What was it like? And it was really just I mean, at the end of the day, um, it's just rock and roll. You know, it's just it's it's a rock right. and roll show at the end of the day. And. I think I said it on stage and, and I really mean it and I say it a lot is, you know, whether it's four people, 400 or 4,000, like what y'all saw up there, we're going to do that every time and we're going to bring that every time no matter who it is. And and uh, I think, yeah, that's that's something that um, Ryan and I are, are both lucky enough to, to kind of share that same thing. We don't have to talk each other off the ledge, you know, like we weren't back there, like Ryan freaking out and me going like, dude, calm down. We're going to be okay. You know, or me going like, dude, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Like, we're kind of both that same way of just like, like, oh, like that's James Hetfield. Okay, great, cool, <laughs> sick. And then we go out there, we do our thing. And like, you know, that's just kind of how it is. So, um, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was something, you know, so cool to get to say that we've done. And 
um, and you know, James was such a cool guy and such a nice dude. And, and we were really stoked that he enjoyed it. So, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that was the second, the second show of, of that tour, uh, of yours when we, when we saw you and it was, we were, we were hoping that members of Metallica would be at that show. But then when we got there and there was like this makeshift VIP section over yeah. in the corner, they're like, okay. Is that for right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that was, that was pretty good. Uh, but fun, funny enough, the last two piece band that we interviewed was Taipei Houston, the sons of Lars Ulrich. Oh, so, okay. yeah, we, and we got to see them, uh, one of the first shows of 2023. And so that was just kind of a parallel, you know, we get to see, we get to start the year with Taipei Houston and we get to basically kind of finish the year with Metallica and then get to see you guys that same weekend. So, <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you put us two together. We make a full band. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know how much energy. Like that's almost too much energy between the four of you guys. <laughs> yeah, bring that stage down. <laughs> I'd love to see it though. That'd be great. I would totally love to see a three or four piece band that had two drummers. It's like we don't have many people, but at least half of them are drumming. And so I, yeah, that right? would be very in few. I mean, that is <laughs> yeah. a split knot situation. One of us plays the tin can. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to know, though, from your perspective, like the decision to remain a two piece band and then also like what are kind of the struggles that you have to deal with being just a two man band? Uh, I mean, we really did it out of necessity. It wasn't ever like this cool dream of like, yeah, like, let's do a two piece band. Like, me and Brandon <laughs> met, we were in Seriously. a five piece and oh. we just kept losing members and it eventually <laughs> came to the point where we get to the rehearsal studio and it's just the two of us. And it's kind of like, I mean, we can do the bass player thing again, or we can just go with my laptop. They never mess up. They're never late. They're never drunk. They're never bitching at us. Like, and Bray I had to like sell Brayden on it. He was really not about it. And I was like, trust me, like you're going to be the one playing the bass. So if it sucks, it's because you suck. And Which I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's tons of studio magic. No pressure there, yeah. But, um, yeah, and no, I mean, I'll let Brayden talk about like the pros and cons, but as far as becoming a two piece, it was never anything either of us <laughs> even thought of before Fury and Few. Oh yeah, man. I, I, being a two piece, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Like what Ryan said, he had to really convince me honestly, because I, I'm not a very confident guitar player. Like already in my, when we were a four piece, I wasn't, I was just like stoked to be playing chords the whole time. And even then I was kind of like, okay. Um, so when he tried to sell me on that, I was kind of like, dude, like what the fuck would we do for with two people, you know? Um, but I think like, honestly, being a two piece now after doing it for a few years, um, I think it's really been something that's, that's like honestly been a strength for us because it's forced us. It's almost like that, like, okay, here's a rock, a piece of string, and a paper clip. Make it work. And you're kind of just like, okay, shit, like, make something with that. And so it's kind of that same idea of, like, okay, how can we do this with just two people, make it fun, make it entertaining, and, you know, write cool songs? Um, and I think that that's just something that's, like, became a fun challenge after we got over the initial hump and we got, like, comfortable with like, okay, this is how it's going to be. So it's definitely something, there's some cons, like, you know, recording. 
Ryan's probably got the easiest recording day of, of the two of us because then I got to play bass, guitar, sing, all that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, um, comes with the territory. And at the end of the day, the fact that, you know, we get to listen to those recordings and I get to say that personally that I did all that. Like, it's a lot of work, but it, it's like super fun and cool. And then, of course, it helps, you know, having one of the best drummers in rock and roll. So that definitely helps a lot. So. You know, to attest to that, that that is very true. You know, I don't think the two piece would work if you didn't have the stage present that you have. Uh, and you know, I I specifically remember you're jumping on your drums, you're you're up, you're you know all over the place. He's you know, Braden's running all over the stage. You guys take up a lot of stage for a two piece band, and I don't think that it would work if you didn't have, like Casey said, the energy that you have as well as the stage presence that you have as well. A lot of cardio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. A lot of cardio. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned that. We've talked about that before in the other episodes when we go see shows of like our favorite bands, are the ones where like any given person is interesting and you could be following what they're doing at any given time. Oh, yeah. But to your point, since there are only only two of you, it's like, well, <laughs> if these guys are boring. There's nobody else to look at up there. So <laughs> Dude, literally like there are some two pieces that like we, you know, like that we know that like, you know, like that everybody knows, I'm sure. But like where it's like it's cool like what they do and they're all really great musicians and everything like that but like at the same time i never looked at those bands particularly like holy shit they're just bringing the house down right now with like mm -hmm. the like like i don't know i grew up with punk rock and and that's just kind of like the norm in punk rock is to like be insane up there on the stage <laughs> and like just let it all go and, and yeah yeah Tons of energy, minimal shirts. That is that is punk rock. That too. <laughs> that, that too. No shirts also. Yeah. Gotta do that. So the one thing I wanted to kind of draw attention, because you guys, you just said that you were in the studio recording. You you obviously have the harder part of the job uh, recording three different things <laughs> as opposed to just the drums. You know, your EP, The Titan, was released about a year and a half ago. So I have to ask, are there any plans to release new music soon? I'll let you do this one, Brad. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we um actually just finished up uh, a new single. Um and we're actually going to be uh filming a little thing for it and we're hoping that it'll come out late January right before we head to Shiprocked. So Ooh. we do have a new song coming out. And then we're currently going through the fun thing of of deciding on uh trying to do like a full length or an EP or just pretty much just we have a bunch of tracks that yeah. we have rough, you know, kind of roughed out. And uh, we're kind of figuring out from there what we want to do with that. So, but I mean, awesome. obviously, as a band, you know, we want to make more music. So yeah, yeah. definitely going to be sooner rather than later. We can promise that at least. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's another recurring topic on, on the itch is the, the changing nature of how music is released and, you know, singles and EPs becoming much more common. LPs becoming kind of a little bit less common. Can I can we pick your brain a little you know a little bit and kind of the pros and cons as you work through that process of figuring out what you know a new release would look like? Yeah, and I think the reason that the singles and the shorter you know bodies of work have become so prevalent recently is because I mean our attention span like you have like to keep someone engaged for twenty minutes, let alone an hour's worth of music, is so difficult. So it's like you honestly don't want to waste music. So it's like mm -hmm. I could put out an hours worth of music now or i could put out 20 minutes worth of music 
you know, now and in six months put out another 20 music as opposed to having this hour last, you know, the whole year as like, you know, bands used to do when you would just have your album cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, we release an hour and a half worth of music. We tore the shit out of that for two years. We take a year off to record and then we release another one. And it's like the music industry just moves at a different pace than it used to. So it's like you don't want to shoot yourself in the foot by putting out all this music. And then the only songs that give you anything are the ones that make some TikTok fucking dance to. So it's like you got to <laughs> set yourself up for success, honestly. And it's just like, OK, we have 10 songs. Five of them are bangers. Five of them are not as bangers. Hmm. What should we do? Let's like scrap <laughs> the five. Whereas, you know, normally before you would just put out all 10 and hopefully all the five that you think are cool are going to get you the traction. And it's like, now it's honestly like those five are, are just probably never going to make it out. Cause it just doesn't make sense to put all this money into something that will yield nothing. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Spotify, my Spotify wrapped recently, they called me a renegade for uh, listening to albums all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad it is. They're like, you're so unique. <laughs> you, you listen to albums all the way through. And I was like, Oh, thanks. I think think Ryan's right though I mean it's but here's the thing though too is that like it's not necessarily a bad thing because you have to look also at the fact that back in the day making a record took a lot of time a lot of money most bands were lucky if they even got to make a record you know so the fact that we have so much access to to equipment to make music and stuff like that um that's cool and you know, you get a lot of cool stuff out of that. But but yeah, I mean, to Ryan's point, I think a lot of people, you know, pros and cons, you know, uh, because there's so much stuff, a lot of stuff can get lost. So if you have like five really cool songs, five not so good, those five not so good are going to look really not so good in today's climate. Um, and then you're lucky if the one five, like the five that you thought were awesome, if like one of those even gets you know, you, the intention that you, you feel like it should, or you want, you know? So. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause I think that's why certain artists um, that come to mind are spending like six months just to write one song. Cause they just keep going back and keep going back and making sure that they just put out that perfect song. Um, some, you know, some people aren't, aren't afforded that luxury to wait six months to put out one song, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish. Right. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> I don't know. We have waited a year and a half, though. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. This our our next thing is going to be like Chinese democracy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's not going to come out till two thousand eight, but we started in ninety four. Let's just hope it's actually better than Chinese democracy. Right? <laughs> oh, that's high praise. All right. <laughs> well, you mentioned shiprocked, and we're excited because we're planning on seeing you on the boat. So. Oh, oh no way really yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. surprise I, it'll be their second time and my i'm sorry my my second time their first time holy uh, shit that's so cool so, yeah i just i just got the confirmation email yesterday oh sick dude well congratulations <laughs> that's so, so awesome yeah. i'm curious have you ever been on a, a cruise before i've been on a cruise i just took one recently um but brayden I've never been on a cruise. <laughs> Not one. Do you have so, any kind of uh, expectations? Um, no. I mean, I saw Captain Phillips, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. If, you know, it's like that with pirates and stuff. 
Hopefully no, no pirates. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, no. Uh, I've never. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I've I've heard that like cruises are literally like just one big like like you forget you're on a fucking boat. Like yeah. that's how giant they are. Yeah, which is insane to me to think because like how do you forget yeah. that you're on a boat? But like like everybody says that they're like literally, dude. You'll like like not even remember that you're on the boat because it's just so massive. So. I don't I'm know excited. if I would say that because a lot of the shows on Shiprock take place on the deck and you clearly see that you're on a boat on the ocean oh, okay. when you're out on the deck. So yeah. it, it, it's very, you know, clear. But um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm really excited for you guys. And I'm kind of curious. Do you have any idea like what stages you're playing by chance? No, okay. no. Um, they're they're keeping it a surprise from us for now. We could be playing in a broom closet for all I know. No, I mean, <laughs> Honestly, you can't go wrong with any of the stages. They'll have you set up. And that's one thing that I I love about Shiprocked is that they do uh, set bands up to succeed. And I, I, you know, that's in the, in the people of Shiprocked are so supportive. Like they're all very open-minded to just go to see any kind of set. And, you know, if they, if they like you or you play awesome, then they're going to be permanent fans and you'll see them at every show everywhere throughout the United States. It is, it's, it's a tight knit family. Oh, dude, yeah, we can't wait. Yeah, we actually, funny enough, um, the before the St. Louis show, we played in Nashville at, in a basement um, at this place called the <laughs> Dunk the House. Base. It's pretty oh. cool, actually. Yeah, awesome. I thought it was the basement, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not and, uh, the basement. It was a basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah a different it thing a entirely. At this house, like, near the airport. And um, <laughs> funny enough, Alan from Shiprocks, one of the founders, came to that show and watched us play in some guy's basement. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So yeah, when you say supportive, we uh we believe you because that dude literally saw us in the basement. So, that, he's he's a real one. Well, and, and it's it's awesome because you know you're you're going to be surrounded by fans. They're always going to be coming up to you and, and congratulating you and and you know uh just wanting to to spend time and get to know you. Uh, the one thing I will say because Noah from Bad Omens, he did call it the the rock star petting zoo. Uh, because <laughs> everyone is pretty much accessible to everybody because <laughs> you're all stuck on a boat together. But uh, so I'm just kind of curious though, is there a band that you're looking forward to seeing on Shiprocked or possibly meeting? Dude, there is a lot of bands. I think this year's lineup is pretty heavy. Um, I mean, for sure, we've met uh, a lot of the Bad Flower guys, so that kind of knocks off one of the big names. I'd say Code Orange is someone that me and Brayden mutually will both be. Love Super excited to see Brayden. You've met some of the Dead Poet guys, but I think that's um, a band I'm definitely excited to see. Yeah, Dead Poet Society. Um, they're super. The people I, I did meet, I met Will and um, I think the, the guitar player, and then Will, the drummer, and they were like the nicest dudes. And then, yeah, Code Orange. We're both huge fans of Code Orange, so that's going to be really cool. Broken Love. We know those guys. Broken Love. We've seen them play um never seen i prevail and i know they're like the big name on there so same same thing here yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're really looking forward to it man i mean and it's great too because uh just like you're saying they can't escape us so <laughs> we're gonna meet all of them so yeah. oh yeah we we've snuck in a green rooms we've done the whole nine so we have, oh uh, yeah <laughs> Yeah, you won't even have to sneak around. You just be like, "Hey, I know you. Uh, I'm an artist." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. That's great. <laughs> yes. Well, and you're actually going to be part of a what we refer to as the Shiprock series. Uh, so, 
the We've, unofficial shipwreck series. Yeah, the, the unofficial. <laughs> okay, I was like, what is yeah. it, like a sponsored thing? Yeah, no, <laughs> not no, at all. Not, Completely not unsponsored. At all. It's unsponsored. just work we do ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> okay. At the kindness of your heart. We're just that exactly. supportive of it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But we we're we're good friends with Eva Under Fire and Winona Fighter and oh, Joey Varela okay. of Varsity, who will be our stowaway. Yeah. Oh, sick. I was just thinking as you guys were talking, I was like, we need th- these guys and Winona would be a great pairing great yes. show yeah. yes. they're playing with bad flower for a couple shows aren't they they are yeah yes. they basically yes. are being picked up by bad flower on the way to ship rocked yes, <laughs> yes. Awesome. yeah yeah that's so sick yeah are you guys want to start the burning questions yeah we got our last section here we call it burning questions um yeah. you know as many as we have time for we got a little bit of time here i think we'll be good uh that we asked to everyone and the so the first one out here for you guys is what is a song or an album that changed your life? Dude, you go first, Bray. It's going to take me a sec to think. That <laughs> changed your life. Okay, okay. Um, for me, I would say um, the album and or or band that that changed my life. That really, honestly, like I would not be here talking to you if it wasn't for them. And it's usually one that's kind of surprising to people. Is uh, "Enema of the State" by Blink One Eighty Two. Um, I remember listening to that record and. Um, like I, I loved like, um, punk rock, you know, obviously like, like heavy music, you know, I was listening to bands like System of a Down and stuff like that. And like, you know, when Avenged Sevenfold was cool and all that's the back of the book, they're still cool, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, um, and I was really into that for a while. And I remember putting on Blink and, and putting that, that record on and all that music before that I'd listened to, I loved it, but I couldn't like relate to it. And so being like a teenage kid, like listening to Blink, it was almost like that was the first time that music really spoke to me. Or I was like, oh my God, like I feel what they're saying to me, which it was like stupid, funny stuff. Songs about, you know, how girls kind of suck sometimes. <laughs> songs about even like, you know, like songs about being lonely, songs about party. Like it was stuff that like, <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, like I totally like feel this, you know, on a level that like, um, I feel like they're speaking to me because before it was like, you know, Serge tanking like yelling in my face about like <laughs> toxicity and stuff. Yeah. And that was cool. And I fucking love it. But I was just like 11, just like, Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I love to say by Blink was the first record that really made me go like, like, I want to reach out to people the same way they reached out to me. And I've got to start a band and I got to make some music and do exactly this feeling with other people. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, to me, hearing you talk about that funny, I'd say Riot by Paramore. I was, I was in bands before I'd heard that album, but I was playing like completely different kind of music, more like mellow, chill stuff. And I remember hearing Zach Farrow, their drummer, playing and riding. I was just like, what is that? And watching the visuals and just seeing this dude who's like not that much older than me, just ripping. And the first time I heard, I, it was probably like Misery Business. I literally went home, put it on my you know iPod shuffle or whatever, and played till my hands were bleeding. I super glued them, waited for that to dry, and played till that was bleeding. And I just <laughs> remember listening to the album on repeat, like just nonstop, just trying to learn every fill, every like little thing he was doing. I still can't, but 
it, I'd say that was really what changed the game for me. I went from like liking the drums a lot to being obsessed where it was just like, I would wake up and that was the first thing I would think about. And I'd put that album on and I would play until my hands could not take it anymore. And then I would take a break, eat some food, literally start that album again from the top, play it again till my hands were so bloody to where my mom is like, okay, we, you, you're going to have to get stitches. if you, Like you got to stop. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, my, my next question was going to be a no skips album, but I, and you can give me one if you got one, but I feel like you guys both just probably answered oh, yeah. that as it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I'm going to move past that. We've only got a couple minutes, so we want to maximize our time here. How about a dream tour? Uh, us, the Beatles, uh, <laughs> Rolling Stones. There you oh, go. They, they opened the show, by the way. We oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> but you, you pocket the headliner money. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're lucky. You know, we're, we're helping them, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, dream tour. Um. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I mean, Ryan, do you have an idea what a dream tour would be? I mean, I think for the social, like Slipknot has to be in there just to be like, I just want to see what people that go to Slipknot, like what that would be like. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I mean, Metallica, obviously, I mean, playing any opportunity you get to play in front of like a whole fucking zip code at the same time. That's pretty <laughs> sick. For real. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something like the, the, even being on that 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 takeover weekend, I mean, the absurdity of just like how I mean, I knew they were big, but like, I mean, it's crazy how many people they've reached throughout their years, you know, with their music and everything like that. And that's something that like, yeah, I mean, if we got to play like a show open for them or something like that at one of their things, that'd be like a holy shit. Like we're you feel like you're <laughs> playing to the world or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, so that'd yeah. be pretty awesome. Yeah. We thank you guys. We appreciate your time, and and we'd love to have you back shortly. Dude, yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all very much. We really liked your first yeah. podcast, so we're uh, we were super stoked to be on. Yeah, oh, yeah, sense. man, That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> feel free to hit us up anytime, man. We appreciate y'all. And if, if we don't hear from you soon, we'll see you in February. Yeah, Definitely, that's yeah. right. Thank you very much for listening to the Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey, and I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock or die, be dangerous. Hey, that was Nailed cool. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You guys, you guys did it so much better than. That. Yeah, I was gonna say, y'all are trained professionals. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.